Hello and welcome to the Safer Chemicals podcast. I am Päivi Jokiniemi, your host for today's episode, where we will be talking about the EU's Waste Framework Directive and the database for substances of very high concern in products, which you might know better with the name SKIP database. Today we've reached an important milestone, as anyone can now access data submitted to the database. This information can help consumers make more informed purchasing choices and waste operators to ensure safer recycling of materials. My guest today is Kevin Pollard from the European Chemicals Agency. Kevin is the head of Exposure and Supply Chain Unit, the core unit for ECAS SKIP implementation. We will be talking about what data is now available, how it can be used and what's still to come. So grab a cup of coffee or put on your headphones and running shoes and let's get started. Kevin, thanks for joining us. Let's start with what the SKIP database actually is. Could you please tell us why it is important for Europe and even for the rest of the world? Thanks, Pivey. Um, so the, the SKIP database, it, it is an ambitious project uh, to improve transparency on the use of what we call substances of very high concern. These are uh, otherwise known as candidate list substances in all products on the EU market. So it has a couple of different aims. The first one is to enable consumer choice, um, which I can come back to that, and also to provide clearer information to waste and recycling operations to avoid, for example, that uh, substances of very high concern would be recycled back into the supply chain uh, and to have more focus on on the recycling and recovery of those of those substances. In addition to that, it can also be seen as a, a driver for substitution to get these uh, extremely hazardous substances out uh, from products where, wherever possible. Um, from a more broad perspective, this can also be seen as an enabler uh, to the European Union's Circular Economy Action Plan, uh, which is expected to put further emphasis on the supply chain tracking for substances of very high concern, uh, and based on this transparency, help to support the aim of cleaner waste streams. Uh, of course, to be able to do this, we, we need to be able to track harmful chemicals in products, uh, which is what the SCIP database will help us to do. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, very useful to understand the bigger picture around the database. Um, one thing you mentioned there was substitution. Uh, I was wondering if you could tell a little bit more about how the database supports substitution. Well, maybe it's it's important to highlight that the, the supply chain is, is quite complex, uh, but essentially we, what we foresee is that designers of products uh, otherwise known as producers of articles, will get much better visibility on the ingredients they use uh, when they're manufacturing goods and will help them to upfront identify the presence of substances of very high concern and, where possible, use alternative and safer chemistries. Thanks for that clarification. Um, next, what about the users of the database? Who do you expect to be the primary users and how will they benefit from the database? So as I mentioned, one one primary user group would be the consumers themselves. Um, 
people making ordinary ordinary decisions about purchasing choices. In order to make an informed decision, consumers need information. So they will be able to directly uh, search within the database uh, for information about the products that they plan to buy uh, and to see the presence of SVHC and potentially this would impact uh, their decision. Um, closely linked to that, we have the NGOs, the non-governmental organizations who have Several NGOs have a very high interest in the database and are likely to use the data to advance their goals, for example, related to sustainability, substitution, safer chemicals, and so on. Um, then I mentioned already the waste and recycling operators, uh, and the database will help them understand which products or waste streams are coming to them that contain harmful chemicals uh, that are cl classified as substances of very high concern. It could help them to improve waste treatment operations, uh, including their own worker protection, and enable them to recycle materials without returning these harmful substances of very high concern to the supply chain. Last but not least, let's talk about the companies or the duty holders themselves. Um, we already mentioned uh, the design of safer products and substitution. Uh, so they have an, they've already played an important role by notifying ECHA about the products containing harmful chemicals and should be congratulated for their efforts. And we expect to receive many more uh, notifications in the coming months and years. Um, however, we, we can see that some of the data that we have received is not uh, fully up to the quality it should be, which may limit the usefulness of the database. And, and you can hear more about this. We'll, we'll give some examples in our upcoming conference. Um, also, I think it's also good to highlight the positives here. So with this increased, increased push towards cleaner, more sustainable and environmentally friendly products and materials, many companies are already and some for many years have been implementing green or sustainability strategies um, to improve their products and gain market advantage based on that. So again, we believe that the database can help support these green strategies, these sustainable strategies, and help them identify where efforts are needed to replace substances of concern, uh, find safer alternatives, and promote their sustainable products. Thank you, Kevin. Um, if we then move on to the data, that has been collected in the database and is now publicly available. What exactly can people find there? Well, it's fair to say it's already a substantial database. At the time of recording, we've received approximately 12 million notifications from companies all across uh, the European Union. Uh, and this means millions of products too. So there is really a wealth of information available in the database. I mentioned the target's customers, but it's available for anybody to use. Um, you can make different searches in the database depending on what you need. Uh, to give a couple of examples, you can search by a certain product using its name, brand or model number to find if it contains harmful substances of very high concern above the specified limits or you can search for a particular uh, substance of very high concern to find out which products it may be included in. You will also find where relevant safe use instructions related to the product or its disposal and recycling. Um, and we'll make, of course, a, a full demonstration of the database during the upcoming ECHA online Safer Chemicals conference. Uh, and in case you're not able to join the conference, this material will also be available afterwards. Thank you. Um, 
as you said, there clearly is a lot of information available, but is there still something missing? Are you are you expecting any any information still to be submitted? Well, of course, notifications continue to come. Uh, we're still getting new ones, and that will continue as companies come to come to the market uh, with products. I guess at the high level, the main limitation is what I mentioned in terms of the usefulness of the data. Depends very much what has been submitted by the notifier. Uh, in our preliminary checks, we, we're, we're, we're still in the process of analyzing what we've received. Uh, we have identified good examples of very clear submissions, allowing identification of the product, its brand name, the location of the substance of very high concern. In some, in some submissions, we do see shortcomings, um, and we will give some examples in the upcoming conference and, and develop advice for for companies uh, how to how to address this um, important to note that the obligation to submit information to the database is applicable to all suppliers of an article and this means that if the article is placed on the market by different suppliers and each supplier submits their own notification uh, this will lead to a duplication of data we have built the database in a way that um, duty holders can refer to existing notifications and this would keep the database more, let's say, tidy. But the reality is we, we are aware that we've received a significant number of duplicate notifications uh, and this will limit our ability to get a unique view uh, on, on, on individual articles. But again, the information is nevertheless there at the product level, albeit sometimes with duplicates. Um, again, it's good to highlight that in the IT implementation, we have different strategies to avoid this duplicate reporting. And again, we'll give further advice on this at the upcoming conference and also in the usual way on our SKIP webpage, to which I highly recommend you subscribe if you're interested to know more. Good tips there for, for some further information too. Um, but does the data launch now mean that the work is complete or What's coming in the future? How is the work continuing? Well, there's always more to do. Um, building a database, of course, is not a one-off task. It needs to be maintained. Um, companies have sent us over 12 million notifications so far. Uh, so it's important to thank all those companies who've already responded to this duty and notified us about their products. Um, as I mentioned, we expect to continue to receive notifications. We are also receiving quite a high volume of updates. Um, so definitely further work ahead for industry. Um, and I would like to take the opportunity to remind any companies that haven't yet submitted uh, to please go ahead and make their preparations to do so. Um, I guess the other main uh, element, uh, what I already mentioned in terms of data quality, we do encourage notifiers. They can take a look now, see how their sub their submission is presented in the in the database portal, and uh, we would recommend them in case they see shortcomings in their own files to make strategies to update their systems and improve the quality of the submissions. Another piece of advice to the duty holders is in the importance of protecting confidential business information and, and this can be a, a difficult balancing act between giving us clarity uh, on the product and so on but without revealing supply chain secrets um, in some cases it may be sensitive to reveal who is the supplier um, there could be competition issues so we've 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 developed um, guidance and advice for this and again we highly recommend companies to to consider the, the confidential business information element uh, and again we're offering uh, support and further advice on that at the upcoming conference 
and from um, from Eka's side, is there still some next steps to come? Well, again, I'd, I'd, I'd like to start by saying this is really a landmark achievement. Um, the colleagues in ECA have been working very hard for a, for a, more than a couple of years now to get this database designed and implemented. And we're really delighted now to go live with the database uh, dissemination portal. And I would like again to thank those companies and organizations uh, who have done their job uh, and provided their notifications. As I mentioned, it is likely that further work will be needed by industry uh, in some cases, and ECHA will continue to make small improvements to our submission and dissemination uh, later this year and during uh, 2022. We do look forward to getting feedback from the users to find out what are the areas and functionalities that they see as the most important to improve. And in particular, we plan further discussions with waste operators uh, to understand the extent to which the information can meet their needs and whether um, additional needs or solutions might be identified. Um, as I mentioned, it's the conference, and if you can't get a ticket, um, I believe it's already sold out. Uh, you will be able to watch the material uh, afterwards online. Indeed, that's a very good reminder to all our listeners. Um, and with that message, we'll conclude this episode of our podcast. Thank you, Kevin, for the interesting talk. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in. Thank you. You can find us on all your favorite podcast channels. So remember to subscribe at eka.europa.eu forward slash podcasts.